Welcome to the High Value Publishing Podcast. Discover digital revenue, audience development, and technology strategies to help grow your publishing business. Access show notes and all of our previous episodes at nearviewmedia.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Sheinfeld. Hey gang, welcome to this week's High Value Publishing Session. Uh, my name is Eric Sheinfeld. I'm the founding partner of Nearview Media, and we help consult with publishers on uh, growing their audience, growing their uh, digital revenues, uh, and building their digital platforms. Um, really excited to be doing this session today. Um, not a real sexy session, but a really good one. Uh, I want to talk about sponsored emails, and, and specifically talking about uh, the creatives that our advertisers give us for sponsored emails and how we can make them more successful, easier for our staff and actually generate more revenue from them. Uh, so I'm excited about today's session, but before we do that, I wanna obviously go into a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, first of all, this session is indeed being recorded and we'll release this session on Thursday uh, along with all of our previous sessions that are out there at highvaluepublishing.com. Uh, any links that I talk about today or share, share with you will be made available uh, with the recording when we post it on Thursday. Uh, if for some reason though you can't attend these sessions live, that's okay. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcasts. All these sessions are converted into podcasts and available on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. If you do have any questions during today's session, feel free to post those into the chat. We will be monitoring that. Or if you're watching this recorded or listening to it, uh, just go to highvaluepublishing.com and there's a button right there where you can submit a question. Uh, I do want to give a, a thanks to um, two great partners out there, What's New in Publishing and Niche Media Conferences. Um, What's New in Publishing is a great, literally, publication about publishing, about digital media. Um, one of the best ones out there, in my opinion, Jez and his team are doing a fantastic job. Highly recommend you sign up for it. Uh, and niche media conferences, uh, Ryan Dorn, very, very good friend of mine, um, uh, conducts these every year now. Um, they're really one of the best events for publishers uh, that I've ever been to. Uh, just really good content, great community. Uh, um, my favorite event to go to every year on this. So check them both out. Uh, they both republish these sessions to their audience, uh, and I greatly appreciate them um, as, as partners. So let's talk about sponsored emails. And again, specifically, let's talk about the creatives that uh, our advertisers or their agencies send to us for their sponsored emails. So I'm gonna break out here and kind of show you two ends of the spectrum here, right? The, uh, the first spectrum here is the, um, the single image, right? You've all seen these. Uh, an advertiser will give you just a single image and here, plop this into the email and send it off, right? They'll, oftentimes it's just taking a replica of a print page or for some reason they just decided to do a single image. And that looks okay. I mean, obviously if it comes out on a desktop device, it looks okay and it's readable and it works just fine. Um, but there's two problems with this. So the first problem I will show you is what does this look like on a mobile device? So here's my iPhone here, and this is the same thing on a mobile device. And you can see the problem is that the image shrinks. Here the image is, let's see, how big is that image here? Let me do this here, a little quick inspect. Um, da, 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 da. This image is 640 pixels wide. Okay, so 600 pixels wide is how big this image here. But 
on mobile, that's going to shrink down to around 300, 320, just depending upon the, the width of the specific mobile device, but 300, but basically half the width of this. And you can see what happens is it shrinks it not only horizontally, but shrinks it vertically to keep the same aspect ratio. And it now becomes unreadable. So this is really worthless to anybody who's looking at this email on a mobile device using the Gmail client, the Apple Mail client, whatever, out, the Outlook client, whatever it may happen to be. Um, and even in B2B markets, that could be up to 60, 70% of your readers are reading B2B emails, whether regional emails or otherwise on, um, Mobile devices. Consumer, it's definitely up there. It's 60, 70, sometimes even higher are reading emails on mobile devices. There's a second issue though with these image-only uh, emails here. These image-only emails oftentimes will wind up in the spam or junk folders of email clients. And the reason why is because systems like Gmail, Hotmail Outlook, um, Yahoo Mail, uh, any, any of them out there <clears throat> will, uh, and even a lot of the spam filters out there, will look at the image to text ratio. And when they just see one big giant image in an email, it's in the spam, it's in the junk folder. So two big whammies against these kind of image only emails. One, they're being put right into the spam junk folder often, not always, but often. Uh, and the second thing is that when they are there, they're not readable on mobile devices. And that's actually the majority of your readers. So um, while they're simple for advertisers to give to you, they're easy for your production staff to create, they are not effective for your advertisers. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Um, they're, they're, want, they're buying up, um, a dedicated email to your targeted audience. Um, they need to see results. Uh, and the other thing is you don't want people unsubscribing or things going to junk or spam uh, just because of this uh, focus. So I would never recommend having a um, uh, image only for your sponsored email. Now, the other end of the spectrum of this is this custom HTML that um, some folks will give, right? So like here's an example of a custom HTML email that came through where this advertiser, they had a logo, they had some navigation, they had a, you know, a link here, they had a link here. So already we've got like one, two, three, we got a bunch of links here. <laughs> we got another link here, another link here, another link here. And then we've got a bunch of social media and another link and then another link, right? couple of issues with this. So this doesn't necessarily look bad on a desktop device. But again, let's take a look at what this looks like on a mobile device. So I'm going to switch over to my mobile device. Here we go. Um, so again, I will oftentimes see that even though it's an HTML based email, um, the advertiser, the agency did not create the email to be mobile responsive. So here's an example. You can see, okay, they stacked these nice instead of making them horizontal, but look how small it is and look how small it is. So they've got a problem with the uh, width of these. So again, this is just really small. It's not that legible and people just aren't going to look at it. And they're certainly not going to turn their email client sideways and go, oh, well, let me look at it sideways so I can read this email. Um, they're just not going to do that. They're just going to say, ah, this, I'm just not going to read it. It's it's not worth it. Um, I'll see this. Sometimes I will see advertisers use HTML components 
that work fine on websites, but don't work in email. So email clients are much more restrictive than normal web browsers. Uh, and especially the desktop versions of things like Outlook are very restrictive. And especially if you start talking companies who have older clients, you get in the B2B markets and typically have older clients. Now, your web-based clients, your Gmails, um, your Yahoo's, um, even the new versions of Outlook on, desk on desktop, the web versions of those, um, could be a little more compatible. But there's a lot of, uh, of emails that are not compatible with this. And so um, you've got a really three whammies with this particular email. One, even though it's HTML, it's, it's not really mobile responsive. Um, so it's not legible uh, on a mobile device. Number two, uh, we still got a lot of images, right? We have an images here and, you know, image, 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 image. Um, that's an image. That's an image. That's an image. So we got a big problem again with image to text aspect ratio as well that also can cause or too many images right too many images in an email also can cause an email to go into spam and junk folder uh, and then we have a ton of different links right we've got you know um, a link to their home page a link to here a link to there a link to there. there's four different links five different links six uh seven different links then if you count all these eight nine ten eleven twelve uh, 13 links and 14 links. So there's 14 links here. Word of advice, one email, one message, one call to action. I know a lot of advertisers will try to throw every possible link in there to try to, you know, hey, maybe this bait didn't work, this bait will work, but don't throw I've seen this happen. Most people will click the first thing that they see if they click at all. If there's too many links, they're just overwhelmed going, I have no idea what to do. What do I click on? Mm -hmm. um, but then the, if they do click the click, like one of the first links, it's the most prominent, probably this one. And then like these social media links, they're not even going to click on those guys. They're just not. It's just, and again, this is a lot like another factor that email clients will use to determine if it's spam or not. If there's a bunch of links compared to the amount of text, it's more likely to go into spam. So too many images, a single image, too many links, all those are factors that are going to put you more into the likelihood of going into the spam or junk filter. So we have this end of the problem. Now, um, there's a solution, uh, a solution that I like to do in the middle. Um, and that's to create a template natively in whatever email system you use. Now, I'm going to show you something in ActiveCampaign, but this can work in HubSpot, it could work in MailChimp, it could work in Omita, it could work in any other uh, email platform here. Um, but this is the basic template, right? Uh, and if you think about this, this is based on uh, the social media. So if you were to get an ad on Twitter or an ad on LinkedIn or an ad on Facebook or Instagram, right? there's specifications uh, for like a, a standard image ad. You're going to have an image of a certain size that they're going to recommend. You're going to have so much text and a cap on the amount of text, maybe a title, uh, maybe then uh, a, a single URL that it links to, um, right? So th there's, a, there's a specification. Well, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to make a specification for our advertisers. And here's the specification. So number one, the email is going to come from you as the brand, right? So, so in this case, New England Soccer Journal, the email is going to come from New England Soccer Journal as the friendly name. It's going to come from their email 
address on their domain. Why? Because they are the sender. They're the ones that have the relationship with the reader. Two major factors around this. Number one, legal. You're the legal sender. It needs to come and be identified as coming from you. This is can spam 101. Second thing is um, if all of a sudden I get an email out of the blue from Wilson Veza, I didn't sign up for an email from Wilson Veza, but if I get an email from New England Soccer Journal, oh, I know New England Soccer Journal. I've got a relationship with New England Soccer Journal. So I'm less like, I'm more likely to open it and I'm less likely to report it as spam or unsubscribe from it. So very important, your from address be from you, the publisher, not from your advertiser. Number two, I like to put something right at the top of the email. Now, uh, that just identifies that this is from the brand. So you can see brought to you by New England Soccer Journal on behalf of Wilson Veza. So I, I'm not saying that, that uh, you know, you have to have a big old giant logo, your, your, your logo up there, a big fancy header. It can be something as simple as this. But what this does is even when someone opens the email, it orients them, not like, oh, did someone hijack their account and sending something? Again, we're, we're saying from the from address, this is from us, the publisher, and then right at the top, it's not huge, but it's just saying, hey, yeah, this is from us, the publisher, on behalf of Wilson Veza. This is good. This is on the up and up. It's okay. Um, when I've seen those two things missing, when I've seen the from wrong or when I've seen this kind of little uh, identifier not be at the top of an email, I've seen the spam rates and the unsubscribe rates go way up. So just do those. You'll be glad you did. Uh, the next thing then is we have a single image. Now in this case, this publisher chose 640 by 360 as the image because their, their email is 640 pixels wide, as you can see right there. And so with this being the image, they said, hey, give us a 640 by 360 email, but make sure it looks good when it shrinks down to mobile width of 320 pixels, right? Make sure it looks good when it shrunk down to that size. All right. Now, they always embed the 640 pixel image, but on mobile, it'll shrink down to 320. So they always tell them, give us a single image, make sure you know it's 640 by, by uh, in this case, 360, uh, but make sure it looks good when it shrinks down to 320 width as well. Okay. Um, Typically, the other thing with the image here, I recommend don't make this your main message. There are still email clients that will filter out images, right? So if this image wasn't here, would this email still make sense? Absolutely, it would still make sense. So you don't want to have this be, be a core part of your message. You also don't want a lot of verbiage a core part of your message because remember, that's going to shrink and it's going to become illegible. Hey, it's fine to show your product. It's fine to show your company. It's fine to show your brand. Whatever you want to do up here, that's fine. Um, but don't make this a critical part of the messaging because if that's ever blocked or if it ever shrinks down to a portion of its size, you don't want to lose the impact, but you want to have the image there to increase the uh, value of the email. Just like you see on LinkedIn and Facebook, right? You've got a nice big image on desktop, but on mobile, it shrinks to a smaller size. It's no different. Let me say, give us some text. Now, typically 250 words. That's what we, that's what we cap this out at. 
Um, that's my rule of thumb. You can do whatever you want. And I can just hear every advertiser and every ad sales rep going, oh my gosh, 250 words. We, we can't get our message across on that. Yes, you can. Um, I challenge everybody to take the amount of content you have on a web page or an email or an ad, web ad, cut it in half and then cut it in half again. You can do it. People don't read long emails. You yourself, you don't read a long email. We just don't read long emails. So, um, get your message down. And then as far as the formatting, it's basic stuff. You can have paragraphs, you can have bullets, you can have bold, you can have italic. That's pretty much it. We're not going to do different font sizes. We're not going to do different font colors. We do not usually allow underline because that typically indicates it's something like a link. So we just don't do that. Again, go back to your Facebook ad or your Instagram ad or your LinkedIn ad. You're, you, you don't have any control over that. You're just giving them text and they're putting that out there. Um, but most of the time, people aren't going to read much and they just want to be able to scan, quickly understand what you're talking about. And then we go to the call to action. That's what an email is. Get people to open it. Make sure the format looks good. Make sure the from looks good. All the things that would prevent people from opening the email get the message across quickly, concisely, and then what's the call to action? Call to action. Learn more about the Wilson Beza. I typically say no more than 35 characters because this has to fit not only on desktop, but has to fit on mobile as well. So no more than 35 characters on this. And then finally, you don't need to have the advertiser's address. You don't need to have their unsubscribe. You just need to have your address and your unsubscribe because you are the sender of the email. Little side note, unsubscribe. There's a way that I like to do this with my advertisers, oh sorry, with my publishers, to make sure that we're not damaging their newsletter list. I have two separate lists. Um, so I always establish two separate lists, a newsletter list and then a partner's list. Now, whenever someone signs up for the newsletter, they're automatically added to the partners list. You can do that. That's completely legal. It's within the realm of can spam and even the Canadian anti-spam law and even the California spam law. You can do that. It's not a problem. Um, you don't have to ask for special permission to do that. Um, but by having two separate lists, when I send out an email from the partner list, they're not unsubscribing from my newsletter. Now they can unsubscribe from the newsletter separately or they could you know, contact my privacy or send me an email requesting to unsubscribe from everything. Um, but I'm literally only have to take them off of, the, off of the list that they specifically asked to be taken off of. So this is what I typically like to do. This is my, the publisher's address and my unsubscribe from my partner list, not from my newsletter. All right, so when all this is said and done, let me go here and we take a look at the desktop preview here. We can see what it looks like on both desktop and mobile. This is the desktop version on the left. This is the mobile version on the right. And you can see, hey, because it's actual HTML text, it's reflowing and looks good. The image, okay, it's shrunk down to half its size, but it's still very, very readable. And then my call to action, because I've only got 32 characters here, it fits. It's not becoming two lines. So it looks just so, still like a button. Looks great, works well. This is the format I recommend for all publishers sending out an email. Now you can create maybe one, two, three variants of this template if you want. Don't go too nuts with it. Uh, the other nice thing is that this creates a very specific um, 
specific specifications that you can send to your advertiser. Hey, send us this image of this size. Send us and make sure it looks good when it's on mobile. Send us this much text. You can use bold. You can use bullets. You can use paragraphs. You can use italics. That's it. And then send us a call to action and a URL to link to. By having one URL, you're not confusing readers. It's very clear. Hey, here's the email. Here's the message. Here's your next step that you should do with us. Um, and of course, you could do variants on that. Now, there's going to be times where you're going to have an advertiser who just insists on doing their own thing. That's fine. Make sure they're sending you an HTML compliant that's also responsive, that works with all that. There's a couple of tools that I use. One is this HTML check. Um, and I, I like this here. Uh, you can buy an account on it, but you could you could actually do a quick little check here for free on the site as well. Uh, and you can literally just copy the code in here. So like, let me, let me, um, let me grab some code from an email newsletter here. So like, here's one. This actually was very nicely mobile responsive. So this, this advertiser did a great job, but I'm going to look at the, at the code here. I'm just going to grab all the HTML code. I'm going to paste that into the HTML editor, um, HTML email check thing, and I'm going to check the code. All right. So now it's going to give me this stuff here. Now you could upgrade and get things with fonts and images and links and this kind of stuff here that uh, I might recommend you go ahead and do it. It's not expensive to do this. Matter of fact, the uh, HTML email check, this is one of my favorite little tools. Um, the pricing on this is 20 bucks a month for a single user and that's all you'd need. Uh, they do require it though for an annual base subscription for this. So it's gonna be 239 bucks for the year. But if you're doing several of these, it might be worth it. Otherwise the free editor, hey, it'll give you some things, right? It's saying, hey, you do have a content type tag missing. This is an, is an error. Hey, there's strong tags. Be aware that that may not be backwardly compatible to the older email clients. There's div tags that may not be in clients, especially if like Outlook and should be replaced with a tables instead. Um, so there's things like, 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 like this, you know, hey, HTML comments could increase the risk of being flagged as spam. This is a great little tool. Send this tool to your advertiser. Say, hey, check your HTML code here. It's a great little tool for you. Or do it as a value add for your customers and send them the, the results. Um, if you need a tool to create HTML emails, suggest this to your clients. This is Be Free. It's one of my favorites out there. Um, and I think Be Free costs like 19 bucks a month. Uh, if you want the full version on it, but you can start going in here. There's a little quick sign up for free, but this is just a way that you can create uh, mobile responsive HTML emails that work well on multiple clients. I mean, there's other things that are out there that are out there, but these are my two favorites. Uh, be free to create uh, mobile responsive HTML emails and then HTML email check to check more responsive emails and see how well um, they do. Uh, so this is something that I just throw this out. We'll put these links in the recording. Um, I still, despite this though, I recommend start with this. Start with this template. Use this. The it will it will perform better for your clients. 
you eliminate the pot, the problems with mobile responsiveness. You eliminate the problems of things going into spam because of too many links or too many images or one big giant image or an image text ratio. Um, you eliminate a lot of problems going with this and it's simple. And you can explain it to your advertisers and say, Hey, it's just like, a LinkedIn ad or a Facebook ad. This is why we're doing it this way. We're trying to keep it really simple and we know it works. We know it works and generates results. But in the end, if you have an advertiser who absolutely insists on doing their own HTML email, insist on mobile responsive email uh, HTML code, and you can use this tool to check it, or you can suggest this tool for them to create it. Um, so that's something that I'll throw out to you. Uh, those are my biggest issues here when it comes to sponsored emails. Uh, I hope that you found this information helpful. And if there's anything I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can just find me at nearviewmedia.com. And our next session will be two weeks from now. We're going to do it every other week. I do realize that that is um, Memorial Day. So I'm going to have to think about how I'm going to handle that. But if you're on my email newsletter, uh, I'll keep you guys updated that way. And in the meantime, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Cheers. Cheers.